stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Joe Davis. This is Josiah Gray. I'm Jock Peterson. Hey, this is Ross Stripling. This is Tony Gonsolin. This is Buster Olney. This is Adrian Gonzalez. Hi, this is John Hartung, and you're listening to Blue Heaven. 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 And you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast what's going on dodgers nation i would have said that it's um it's a hot one but it like seven not. inches from a midday sun but it's not it's very cold in here you can tell when the fat boy is wearing a sweater what is going on my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram I follow what you're doing now. Yeah, it took yes. me a while. I, yes. Yeah, it's cold outside. I can't really think about that. What's going on, guys? My name is Brooke. You can find me at, Bru- at BrookeMe3. <laughs> at Bruzar. We're hanging out uh, at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. Today's show, we got a lot going on today. We have updates from camp all over the place, including um, what you like to call rosterbation, rosterbation, which is, you know, whatever you guys want to call that. Uh, there were a lot of cuts, reassignments, moving parts. The, yeah. the, uh, the as they say, the locker room is a little bit thinner these days. Yeah, they say good. this life ain't good enough. I'd give my world <laughs> to lift you up if I, if I could change my life to better suit your mood, uh, Cody Hosey. He was cut, right? He was, he was one of the guys. Was, this is how I'm doing it, guys. All right, I'm going to address was, it. Was I'm going to address it here right off the top. Mm. I'm supposed to sing Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. However... There are uh, copyright things that I can't get by. Plus, the people like of the six people that know about you know this, right? That uh, well, it got over a hundred likes or whatever on Twitter. I'm supposed to sing this song. I, I did a poll or I did a thing, a joke, and I'm down to do it. But it would be so weird for the rest of the folks that are tuning into a show, and they're like, I have no idea what this is about. So, at some point, we will hold a live karaoke session. Yeah, uh, just separately. As of now, I have sung parts. We can of do the Instagram song, live, and I will sprinkle them in all throughout the show because that's what I do. Also, Dodger fans will be uh, at Dodger Stadium this year. We're going to talk about that because it's apparently going to cost you a lot of money. And thank you, Logan, for throwing a dollar ninety-nine, two bucks our way to help get us into Dodger Stadium. Logan cannot wait for Dodger baseball, and I, I got to tell you, I really can't see, wait to see it in uh, in real life as well. We want to get your guys' opinions on your best Dodger moments, whether you were there or not. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. Uh, Carla checking in over on Facebook says hello. Kim over on Facebook. Tina over on Facebook. Everybody checking in on Facebook right now. Chris Elkariza over there on Periscope says hey where's gary uh good question we don't know we don't know is if you've seen him 
He's away. Uh, tell us. <laughs> he's, he's playing what, with pickleball. He's playing, no. We, yeah. we want to get Gary involved more. I think it's fun. It's a, it's a different type of uh, vibe with Gary, and we appreciate Gary. Where we uh, start with the Dodgers is roster cuts happen today. You were the guy who asked Dave a couple days ago, are roster cuts happening? And uh, and then now your all your stuff was stolen. Uh, so do you think that I was the reason for them cutting everybody? They he would just, have completely forgot. He forgot. He was like, oh, we're supposed to clear out the clubhouse. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, we're cutting 20, 27. They cut 27 players. Is that what it was? 20, yeah, 27, I think. There's a lot. A lot of them are on paper. Uh, I see a good shout-out right here. Our boy Santiago, San Diego, throwing 20 bucks our way to have some beers. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, the big names... Uh, Kiebert, Kybert, Kybert Ruiz is is was sent down, which is kind of surprising because he got into what two games, three yeah, games. Yeah, it sounds like they just. I mean, it's it's a really odd situation because minor league camp doesn't technically start until after major league camp, so it's it's yeah. really odd. Because and this then year we're it's being, a lot after, a lot after. Yeah, but we're being told that they're going to still get work on the backfields and stuff. So I'm like, well, isn't that technically kind of minor league camp then? So it's almost like an informal minor league camp that's yeah. not actually <laughs> happening because it's not sanctioned. <laughs> they're doing intra squad games. They're calling yeah. them B games. They can do whatever they want with them, even more so than they've been doing. Uh, to start uh, spring training, or even more so than they were doing with summer camp last year. Right. Eh, it works. It gets the job done. It gets people moving. A few other guys, one of the guys I was kind of surprised to see uh, get set down was was Alex Vesey. I thought he was going to get more of a chance to get some eyes on him, maybe get one of those last uh, left-handed roster spots out of the bullpen. I think Garrett Clevenger has already moved past him. I think so, but also when you're <clears> looking <throat> at the list of names uh, – I mean, Vesey obviously needs some work in the minor league still. Yeah. It's clear that he needs some things to work on, but you look at Scott Alexander and you're like, oh, you're going to give that guy a sh-. More it on sounds, that later. sounds like he's going to get a shot for now, but we'll see how that ends up. I I, I did kind of think they were going to keep Josiah Gray up in the big league camp, at least for the rest of it, the remainder of it, at least till right up to the very end. It kind of made sense for me, but, I mean, he'll get his work in. He'll get in those games. He'll probably get to pitch more in those games because – we tend to forget the further we get into spring training, the more that these everyday starters play like deep into games mm-hmm. in order to get ready for opening day. So it makes sense that there's not a lot of room for the young guys who are just trying to get some eyes on them or get some extra innings. In yeah, so I'll tell you out. one thing. I get it. If he leaves, it'd be a crying shame. More on that. Going to keep doing that all, all day. But probably the biggest name of them all, JoJo Gray. Doc's explanation today makes a bunch of sense. He needs to be starting. He needs to be stretched out. And now you're getting into the you know, the, the home stretch of spring training. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got on Tuesday you got Kershaw being backed, being uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, piggybacked by <laughs> by Trevor Bauer. And we know Kershaw's got a bad back. That does not sound like a good idea. Don't jump on his back, yeah. But to keep getting innings, keep getting these guys innings, it makes sense to send JoJo that way while they have so many other arms. That's just kind of where we're at. Uh, but those are probably the biggest names. Bobby Miller, yeah, you get it. He's looked good so far. Fireballer. He's got some. He's got some panache. We'll say. But uh, he's also never played ganache. <laughs> he's also played. Never played uh, professional baseball officially. So. Oh, sure, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I guess there was an actual professional baseball last year. Yeah, <laughs> Devin Mann down, Cody Hosey down, Michael Bush down, Jacob Amaya down. Notably, all of these guys can come back. Uh, they can summon them back from their own, you know, spring training complex. No problem. But uh, 
You'll find more about that. It'll be also on our YouTube channel probably not long after we're done uh, live here. Doug Doug will be back. He took some time off this weekend. He will be back, and he will be talking about and kind of breaking down the, the roster cuts. But uh, what was the, the biggest surprise? Like, Were you shocked or surprised at any of these guys? No. I mean, it all made sense for me. It's all these guys that were probably not going to make the opening day roster or anything like that anyway, so they're just going to go get some more work, so it all makes sense. Um, like you said, I think Vestia was a guy that I would have liked to have seen and get another look, just because, mm-hmm. there, to me, there is a lot of uncertainty with left-handed pitching. doesn't make a lot of sense. Sounds like they want at least one more guy out there with uh, Victor as mm-hmm. a left-handed option, and I don't really think they have that for a certain guy, but, I mean, Clevenger... Doc keeps calling him Clevenger. Just go with Clevenger. I'm, we're stuck I guess calling I'm calling him Clevenger, Clevenger now. Uh, so we're just pivoting, I guess, these days. But I mean, he looks better, I think, uh, in terms of his progression from where uh, Vessi is. But want to stop real quick, Leslie. I don't know if you're actually in the chat, but it is Leslie's birthday today. Shout out to Leslie. Thank you for always being a friend of the show. I hope you're having a great dinner wherever you are. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. We are having a great dinner. Um, I am not. Uh, your boy El Cariz is in the stream. Chris says uh, Jojo Gray kind of shocked him. Thought he would want to get an extended look at him. Yep. Same. I would would also argue they probably got a, a decent look at him at summer camp last year. He traveled uh, with the team. He was part of the, uh, the, the Houston bubble, if you will, uh, for, <laughs> for the World Series. Right. So they've had plenty of eyes on him. They'd rather stretch him out and get him ready for um, – for a minor league opening day and get him some more innings and get the other guys some more innings. So with that, uh, we're about at about the halfway mark of, of the spring training. Who, in your opinion, will do some who's hot and who's not, and we want your guys' opinion on this, three up, three down. Who are uh, the three players that are most shining, in your opinion? And I'll go ahead and lead off first as I ask you. Corey F. Seager. It's the easiest one you were going to do. Honestly, we probably shouldn't even list Corey Seager because – there's like, there's like you know minor leagues. There's like a four A player. There's major league baseball all star MVP, and then there's whatever the hell Corey Seager is. The dude is just on a different planet right now, man. He is he is uh, man, and all of them, all of his dingers right now are just beautiful oppo tacos. You know when he's going the other way, you love to see it. He's just top. He's he's right where he needs to be. He's getting behind the ball. He's putting his hands behind it. He does not. He is one of the few guys right now that is. The dead ball, if you want to call it that, does not seem noticeable at all. Because there's been a couple balls he's hit where I'm like, fly out to center, or that's a gapper, and then it's mm-hmm. gone, like yeah. way gone. I'm like, whoa, he got a hold of that one. You no, know, no matter how dead the ball is, if you get that backspin, she gone. That's just the way it works. Put some backspin on it. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really much of anything, but I wanted to bring it up. We we asked on our uh, Dodgers Nation Twitter last week because uh, I think it was something they talked about on ESPN. Um, they did, yeah. If you could sign only one of the guys, I don't, we didn't talk about. It. If you could sign only one of Belly and Seager, we're, we're seeing we're getting more eyes on them now. Now, in some way, they both have a various uh, uh, variance of injury history. We can say, yep, different operations. Who are you taking, Cody or Corey? I mean, I mean, even after you can only sign one. Even after Cody's MVP season, we both said Corey, <laughs> and this was yeah. before Corey had a great season too. So. <laughs> I think you and I are both not sold on the fact we are sold on the fact that Co- that Cody Bellinger is not going to ever be back to MVP form. Like that was a in my mind that was mm-hmm. an outlier. That was one thing that's that's just one year. Yeah. Don't think he's ever going to be that again. I think he will be obviously a pretty good player long term. Um I don't know, man. There's too many things about Corey. I love about it. Phenomenal. I love his approach at the plate. I love that 
defensively, he will probably move around at some point. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be a shortstop for his entire career, but you know, imagine that big body over at third base one day. Mm-hmm. Good man. There's a lot of things to love about him. His personality, uh, the way he carries himself at a game, the I don't know the humbleness that comes with him, even yeah. with it when you're talking to him and and talking about how good he is, and he doesn't want to talk about that. It's like there's a lot of good things about him to like. Um, I would go with him personally. He, yeah, he is a phenomenal ball player. The fact that he is a shortstop, and you know what, this year I think he's hurt, and I'm pretty sure Dave uh, Dave Roberts actually talked about it in the off season that that Corey has heard so much of the you know the defensive chatter, and this guy should move to third and yada yada. Uh, I, I really think this is going to be a, a revelation season at at uh, on defense for Corey Seager. I think he's going to be that much more focused, knowing that his body is together. He's that much further removed from Tommy John and hip surgery. Couple of MV, postseason MVPs to throw at it. Dude's ready. The dude's ready to just uh, just crush it and go get himself secure the bag even further that he's going to get either way. The fan base, uh, over five thousand people voted on it. Fifty, almost fifty, almost sixty percent of voted Seager over Bellinger. Yeah, Bellinger, great play, great ball player. Um, he's not the guy he was at the start of twenty nineteen, but he's also not the guy that he was at the end of twenty nineteen. That's he's somewhere in the middle. He's going to be yeah. like a two sixty to two eighty guy. He'll probably dong you, you know, thirty five to forty five bombs a year. Play incredible defense, but. I don't know. There might just be something that, that's honestly his body might break down more than Corey. But yeah, for me, it's just Corey seems like the more complete person. Maybe the good news is you're probably not going to have to pick from one of them. Honestly, <laughs> the way that the Dodgers operate, the way their pockets are, the way that uh, even Trevor Bauer's contract is set up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different things that go into that thought process and signing Trevor Bauer to a pretty ridiculous deal. And I think that. Upcoming expiring contracts, upcoming young guys that are going to need to be paid are also something that goes into that. You think about the next couple of years, how much money comes off of the books. There's a lot of money that can come back onto the books. Mm -hmm. So I think long term, you're looking at it. The Dodgers are set up in a really good position to pay for the talent that they have now, which is something that is not being done around Major League Baseball. So you got to love it. You got to love that the Dodgers are making sure they keep keep their talent. Whole bunch of people, by the way, are, are voting Corey here in the chat. We we have, I think, majority of them are co- uh, Corey. One, uh, Daniel, it would take a belly. I don't. I, I would. I would venture to say there are no wrong answers. But, yeah, um, I mean, I don't. I don't think you can really go wrong. Yeah, yeah I think uh, you know everybody has had different experiences of both guys. I understand the frustrations that have come with being a Corey Seager fan. Totally get them. They're totally valid. I mean, you go through a period of time where you realize, like, dude, are you ever going to be healthy ever again? And then he comes back healthy, and he's I mean, he's playing God-tier baseball. Let's mm-hmm. call it what it is. He's ridiculous. He's out of his mind. Um, but then there's the question of, you know, how long does that health last? How long is that going to go? But then you go back to Bellinger. I don't know what to expect out of him. I don't know what's, you know, you talked about it. It's a pretty serious area to be working on in terms of your shoulder the area around your shoulder especially as a hitter not so much as a defender he should probably be okay on defense because it's his non-throwing arm but you know your lead arm when you're hitting that's tough that's tough that's your extension arm man for sure and notably uh cory seager's friend cody bellinger will be making his spring training debut tomorrow on tuesday today if you're listening to the podcast on tuesday yesterday if you're listening on wednesday and so forth uh he's gonna be he's in play in center field and then the next day he's going to DH or something like that. So he's going to finally start getting in the games. Uh, Doc was mentioning he has changed some things around with a swing again. We'll look at that and kind of judge from there because that was something you talked about last week, the fact that he keeps changing things around in the swing. That was a big problem 
uh, in 2020. Uh, the 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 COVID layoff messing with him never looked right in spring training. Never looked overly comfortable. He ran into some balls throughout the season, but he didn't you know, really start looking comfortable until the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, he already has a really long swing. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like his swing got longer somehow, uh, and that to me was a sign of him trying to hit balls out more and more often, mm-hmm. which is something that we've seen. I don't know why it's a theme with him, but in the second half of seasons, it tends to happen to him where his swing gets a little bit longer, and it seems like he's trying to launch balls more. You see him strike out more. You see him roll over on things more. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little worried about Cody a little bit, but I won't. I won't vocalize that too much. Once again, second week in a row, uh, uh, jury is out on uh, on Cody Bellinger. Next up on the who's hot, who's not, let's do another who's hot. Uh, easy one right now, Gavin Lux. He actually looks complete on both sides of the ball. You are an inspiration, sir. Look, I mean, I, I told uh, – look, I just need <laughs> you guys to go back. I need you to go back. You know, if you're a friend of the show, you've been watching for a long time. We have a history with Gavin Lux. Yeah. By we, I mean I have a history with Gavin Lux. He's a friend of the show. Uh, He's been on before. Yeah. I have I've said some things that were taken out of context, uh, and he only got to hear little parts of them, and so understandably he was not happy with those things. Uh, but you then, sound like a politician right I do, now. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm even using the hand movements and everything. Uh, but then you come back, and, and most recently I said that he was going to be a top five second baseman this year, mm-hmm. and now Wishy-washy he's out to prove me right. Yeah. And I appreciate that, Gavin, because I need that. Inspiration by Brooke Me 3 The biggest sign to me that he was going to have a good year was the fact that he did look good on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been in the right spots. He's made the ranging plays. He's been he's made plays where he's moving to his right and throwing across his body, which is not something that he's done in the past. He's just flat out caught the ball, which is something that he's never done. These these comments are pretty good. Jose Rod 05 over on YouTube saying, if Brooke publicly bullies you, you'll do amazing. Hey, now. If any that of you is... guys are struggling with something Friend of the show. and you need me to publicly bully you to get you to do it, I'm here for you. I charge on Venmo. <laughs> he's That's a actually he's... my OnlyFans account. I just yeah. bully you. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. I will pay. What's uh, is it free and then you pay for the anyways? We'll talk, we'll break that out more on his uh, on his internet stuff. But uh, uh, our boy Chris saying uh, Gavin Lux looked better than Brooks haircut. I don't know if that's a slight on you or if he's just that good. I would go with the latter because Gavin Lux is really both are good. uh, He's he's playing very smooth, you know, it's just like the ocean under the moon. He is that smooth, just like the ocean (laughs) under the moon. I had to. I told you I'm gonna keep dipping him in because I'm not gonna get copyright stricken for uh, a few a few likes on the internet. I will one day. I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll drive home and I'll sing the song. I'm, no, I'm not gonna do that. But he uh, he looks confident. And that was the thing you got called on last year that he looked scared. As scared, and he was as scared. It he was. Did, he 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 was lost. He was all over the place. And I I will argue that there are times where he's uh, his swing has looked a little lost ish. This spring, but he's staying on the ball more instead of just trying to yank it. So he's in a much better place. He's playing really confident, smooth-looking defense, a 2B2. I like it. I like what I'm seeing out of Gavin Lux. I think he's uh, he's going to get second base and definitely earn it and run with it. Uh, that's what Dave wanted. That's what everybody wants, what the team wants. Um, yeah, no, Gavin Lux. Top me five. three, the ultimate uh, batting coach in MLB history. You're welcome, everybody. Our final uh, three of the three players who are doing well, Mr. Zachary McKinstry. Zach Attack is doing um, kind of what everybody wanted, and he's doing it uh, while out in an uncomfort zone. 
out of his comfort zone because he's playing everywhere. They're they're dumping him in center field. Just they're playing to, a lot of center field for him, dude. <laughs> and I flipping the bird at him. I will say that that's probably not his best position when you look at him out there. Uh, I, that's not somewhere that I would that's put him on a consistent basis. But the good news is he's probably not going to have to play there very often, if at all. No. But uh, I mean, he looks great at the plate. I love hey, man. He just has it. You know. It's tough to not look at him and be like, let's talk about Kike Hernandez. Obviously, he's had that comparison all offseason or all spring training long where people are like, hey, you're Kike Hernandez's replacement. And I'm sure he's really sick of hearing that. Um, but it's hard to not look at him and be like, looking at your role, yeah, you're kind of left handed, Kike. So. Yeah, and you got to commend him. He's he's taking it, he's running with it. He doesn't seem to be getting mad about those kind right. of questions. So but that's a good thing. He to just, me. his approach at the plate is just. You know, I don't. You know, I don't want to speak ill of the uh, ill of the. He's not dead, but he's in Boston, so he might as well be. Um, Kike shout, is shout out Enrique. I mean, talk about the an approach at the plate, man. Zach just looks confident. He knows what he's looking for. He's not going nuts at the plate. He's not. I mean, Kike just had a tendency to do this thing where it was like his first swing of the at bat would tell you how the rest of the at bat was going to go, and you knew it was yeah. like, okay, well, he's just out. Let's just write this one off. But Zach. Super refreshed. I mean, he fits the profile of the ideal Dodger prospect coming up through yes. the system. The one that knows how to recognize pitches. The one that knows what to go after. The one that works counts. The one that doesn't chase balls out of the zone. I love it. I love the direction he's going. Um, I think he's going to be big on this team this year. Um, I still think he cracks the opening day roster. I think that's a big thing. You heard it's it a lot heard. of left-handed bats on the bench, though. So that's something to consider. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. A lot of left-handed bats hey, on the if, bench. If you can hit... Then they who will. cares? He yeah. Yeah, he got a knock off a lefty today. And, you know, just find a hole. All you got to do is find grass, hit it where they ain't, and uh, you know play some decent defense. Three down, and who's think, not? Who is who is not down? Who is uh, not uh, against the hot? I think we're being somewhat unfair on this, but why not? Absolutely. First up, uh, your boy. It's it's a heavy your boy day. Bruce Dargraderall, uh, the bazooka, has yet to make an appearance. So we're down on him because we have very high hopes for the bazooka. So it's like an asterisk. Yeah. An asterisk who's who's not. He's always hot. And it's just it, it, it it's plainly for him not being ready to go. Dave Roberts today kind of danced around uh where Bruce Dar is at and when we can expect to see him. You guys listen to Dave, and uh, we'll we'll all talk about it together. Um, he's still got to go through some live hitters, uh, so I would assume that uh, you know he'll he'll take down some hitters at some point in time. But until he uh, we check that box, then we won't see him in a game. Dave, what happened this offseason with Bruce Star where he couldn't, I guess, properly prepare? Uh, there was just some things that you know I, I don't I don't think that it's right for me to speak to it personal. Uh, some physical things, nothing kind of uh, medical, nothing kind of like orthopedically, um, but that just set him back a little bit. Um, he got married, and then there's some other things that just didn't get him, allow for him to get his uh, proper buildup uh, in, pre- in preparation for spring training. And uh, what has he been able to do? I saw he obviously threw off the mound all fastballs last week. Has he thrown on the, off the mound since? Uh, he... Uh, I don't know which day. I think he did, uh, Jorge. And the last thing I heard is that he's going to start spinning some breaking balls off the mound. Um, I'll check back in when he's more, you know, facing hitters and get to be more active with us as far as in a big league ball game. Is it getting to the point in spring where you're kind of running out of time for him to be ready for opening day or no? You know, um, 
I wouldn't say the door's closed. Um, you know, I think for us, the main thing um, is that there's a lot of things that took place this winter for Brewstar that didn't allow for him to uh, prepare like he normally would have as far as uh, throwing bullpens to prepare for spring training. So the last thing we want to do is, uh, you know, speed him up when he's not ready. So I think that his throwing progression, uh, he's progressing very well. Um, but I do think that as a, as a one inning guy, a one plus, there's still an opportunity. But, you know, the main thing is that we just want him to be healthy and progress the right way. So... Are we going to say COVID or are we going to not say COVID? Look, I mean, it sounds like there was a, a some sort of medical issue, and we'll let you kind of write, you know, you can fill in the blanks on that one however you want to, but it was not relating to his arm, which was the biggest thing for me. Uh-huh. I needed to know, is there anything wrong with his arm? Because if you guys remember, that was the reason why the Red Sox tried to back out of the deal. They mm-hmm. didn't like something with his shoulder. They were concerned about that, and so we had to flip some extra prospects to Minnesota, moved around, shift things, understood uh, I mean, I'm not worried. He's a one inning guy. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing in this. You got to remember that he's a one inning guy. But despite the fact that he's a one inning guy, he still needs games under his belt. He still needs live ABs under his belt in order to be ready to go for the season, or else he's not going to get out of the gate rolling. He's going to get us, you know, he's going to stumble out of the mm-hmm. gate probably more than likely. We've seen that in the past, but. He is a guy who throws triple digits. He's a guy that's got to build up to that. I don't think he's just going to come out of the gate no. throwing 100 miles an hour. Um, I would not expect that from anybody, but especially you know him, who a guy who doesn't sound like he got a lot of work in or any work at all in, maybe. He yeah. might not have at all. He did get married. So, you know, congratulations, <laughs> Mazel tov, all that. Dave does not seem worried. That's a good thing. Of course, Dave is very is a very, very good actor. Good at that. He's yeah. a damn great actor. This is a long season. We are back to a 162-game full-ass season. So whatever happens at the start, the whole idea of of the uh, opening day roster and making that 26-man, it's a lot more of of show than anything important. You want people healthy at the end of the season. This, if anything, could be looked at as a blessing in disguise because there's one guy we probably should have mixed in with the three up, Jimmy Nelson is showing out. We haven't talked much about him because you did not know, you could not have expected, you know, uh, a showing like this out of a guy who's been hurt for the greater part of, you know, two and a half, three years. Uh, was hurt again. You know, he's had back, he's had shoulder, uh, he's destroyed his shoulder in the past. So he's been all over the place, but he's showing out very yes. well. They're building him up to be a starter. He's never going to start. I think Plunkett asked uh, Dave today, like, he's not going to be in your rotation. Will he be able to, you know, pitch in relief and all that? But this opens up an opportunity for somebody to see what Jimmy Nelson could actually do in the, uh, in the regular season, out of a bullpen role, maybe being that guy like like Plunk mentioned, uh, you know, who can get you two, three, four innings every few days, which was kind of something, uh, you know, Bruce Dar was doing that early last season. Mm-hmm. Like they were they were kind of spacing him out, and that, especially in a season like this, that could be a good guy to 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 have, kind of, uh, you know, plop there at the, the I guess it's sort of the front of the bullpen, but uh, that's my take on it. I think uh, it. You, you, you got to look at the positive side of it. If Bruce Dar isn't healthy enough to get you get out major league hitters, you have another guy you can really afford that opening to, 
and uh, see what he can do against big leaguers in the regular season. I think the Dodgers are going to take advantage of the fact that they have some veteran arms who are non-rostered that are ready to go. They're going to be ready, rolling right out of the mm-hmm. gates. They're going to be fired up. And the fact that they have a couple of of young, I would say younger arms with minor league options mm-hmm. that are not ready to go. I'm looking at guys like Dustin May. I'm looking at guys like Bruce Dargraderall. Um Both those guys, I think, have three option years on them. Mm-hmm. I think they will take advantage of them this year. Um, Sadly. I, I don't think that Dustin May breaks camp with the team, which is surprising on one hand but also it makes a ton of sense because number one he just got his second outing of the spring today still does not look like he's in you know mid-season form which you wouldn't expect him to be but you no. would at least expect him to be up to up to par by now but a little behind. i think that they are going to take advantage of the fact that they do have a couple of veterans on this team that do need to be added to the roster or they need to be you know set free <laughs> Yeah, guys like Jimmy Nelson. That's one guy who has an opt-out date in his contract, um, and is they were going to make a decision on him. He would have to be added to the forty-man roster pretty soon in order to make to make that deadline. Um, obviously, there's a couple of ways that they can do that. Tommy, he, he hasn't, he still hasn't been transferred over, no. I believe. So, he, so I mean, that's a spot, spot that could be freed there. up. Um, you also look at guys like uh, Mike Kickham. Like Mike Kickham has come out of nowhere to be serviceable, and that's a guy that because he is a veteran, yeah. because he's established, because he can be that guy for them. I actually do surprisingly think that he cracks the opening day roster and sneaks his way in so that you can option some other guys for the first part of the season, (laughs) and then he's not a part of the team in the second half of the season or even after the first two, three weeks or something like that. Yeah, he would be one of those vintage uh, Jags, you know, the just a guy that didn't quite earn the spot, but got the spot (laughs) spot because Dave, you know, likes the veteran presence and the moxie and he's been there before even though he really hasn't somebody like kick has not been there that much but sounds very dave roberts he sounds very andrew friedman he tried to hold on to these guys as much as they can because again you don't need to have the most optimum roster on day one you need it on day 162 and beyond right so i think that i think they're going to play with that i think the opening day roster is is not going to be the typical opening day roster that you would expect from the dodgers from the current team that they have. I think it's going to be missing a lot of pieces that you're going to look at it and be like, whoa, 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 like how did this many guys get held off of the opening day roster? How did this many old folks make it onto the opening day <laughs> roster? But I think that's how it's going to be. I think they're going to ride those uh, older dudes who are not on the uh, 40-man roster currently mm-hmm. pretty heavily in the first part of the year, and then they're probably not going to be a part of the team long term. But I like Jimmy Nelson. I will say that. I, yeah. think, I think he's a solid pickup for them. I think he's going to, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily going to start games, but he might. No. I mean, no. the, the way that they're setting things up, though, man, it, there's a pretty good possibility they go with a kind of ridiculous rotation setup to where they're piggybacking <laughs> people all the time. So I, they, there's just so many yeah. different options that, that they that they can work with right now. It's kind of ridiculous when you look at what they could do with this roster right now. Roach asks a very important question. we got to interject right here. Who has the tighter pants, Dustin May or Walker Bueller? Go. Bueller's are way tighter. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a... Uh, that's a money answer right there. Yeah. Joe Kelly, next up on our who's down. He's down because we haven't seen him yet. He's got some, uh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with that dude. His body, body is just always never working, and I respect that because, you know, I, I feel you, doggy. Also. But, <laughs> like, he's, it's tough to say he's been a bust, but dude's been a bust here as a Dodger, man. Uh, man, Andrew Friedman does not have – a lot of bad contract. He maybe has one bad contract, and it is it is this one. Yeah, you could argue Kenley's contract, but that was not 
that was not him. Mm-hmm. That was not him at all. So I'm, I'm, I'll go against that one. But, I mean, you look at Joe Kelly's contract. If he had a great year this year. Okay. Oh, you're saying he could be the Juan Uribe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure, why not? Our beloved Oribe. <laughs> so, it, I mean, I just, ah, man, it's so tough. Like, even at the time when they gave Joe Kelly that contract, everyone kind of looked around at each other like, I, look, I know what he just did to us during the World Series. I understand that. Uh, <laughs> I get it. But the Dodgers have a tendency to make the worst pitchers look the best during the postseason. Yeah. We tend to do that often. Um, not necessarily that he's the worst pitcher. He's great. He's got a lot of good pitch mix. He's got some good stuff. Um, peripherals, eh. Yeah. Man. The fact that I, I don't think he's going to be ready for opening day. First he of all, he won't be. There's, I, I just don't see how you could be at this point. I don't know when he's going to be ready at all at this point because it there is no, and that's the thing with Joe Kelly specifically. There's never a clear definition of what's wrong no. with him. It's always like a no. he has a lower body injury, and I'm like, it's, or, yeah, okay, it's just something's wrong with his thing. legs, and he's like, yeah, the legs hurt. I'm like, both legs hurt. Like, what, what's happening? Last season, he missed a bunch of time from that that egregious suspension, and then he came back and was still on the IL for most of the rest of the very short season. His first year, he missed. He was time. You know, he spent some time on the injured list uh, in in what September. Because of they never told us last year at Fan Fest before the world shut down, he didn't tell us what the hell was wrong with him. Just things were not right and things were hurting. Maybe dude needs to see a specialist. I don't know. Contract is definitely a bust. He's not getting that option picked up after the year. Not that that was ever in question, but just know that this is our last year of Joe Kelly. Unless something magical happens, still I don't. I just don't see it happening. But uh, yeah, I don't really care if he's on the opening day roster. I don't need him to pop up and throw 40 curves because he can't land a fastball for the life of him. Oh, dude, I had, the you remember dude that? Remember how he time as many curveballs? Remember how he couldn't throw a fastball? That was the thing is like people were looking at it like, oh, he's he's preparing. Like we, everyone tried to justify yeah, they kept, it. They kept They're like, us. oh, he's trying to hide his fastball. You know, yeah, he's yeah, trying to save yeah. it for later this season. Oh no, he's working on his curveball. He wants to he wants to get it going in games. Oh no, you know, he's just trying to shape the. the, the I don't know what the hell was happening. They will lie. I don't know what the hell the purpose was behind it. I don't know if it was injury related. I don't know if it was soreness. I don't know if he's like, I literally can't throw my fastball right now because everything hurts. My body hurts. I can't crank ninety eight, so I'm just Same. not going to throw it. I also cannot throw 98 so i will not throw a fastball either the dude threw like 70 percent curveballs or something ridiculous throughout the course of the season he's never done anything even remotely close to that throughout the course of his entire career so to me yeah number one concerning number two confusing number three i i, I don't know what to expect from him i expect very little to almost nothing in 2021 of joe kelly and that is the only way to not be disappointed he needs to go back to that uh, one finger fastball because apparently the two fingers aren't even working for him i don't know what's going on with that drive line and that edgertronic and all that kind of stuff he can't even hit a net the size of this damn room in his backyard so can you imagine if he did not have that uh correa interaction uh, happen that no one would the amount of hate that would be directed towards him yeah like pedro baez got a lot of hate but, but uh that level of money that goes along with it yes and the fact that he just hasn't done anything i think 2020 was excused because it's like oh yeah you did that one thing against the astros we really appreciate you for that ie but uh other than that i mean if he didn't do that <laughs> he would just be like oh yeah he just sat out the year for yeah. sob <laughs> and he pitched eight games and got money well, hey, it's a good gig if you can get it. Finally, your final Take one. It. I want to. Uh, I, I want to know why do you uh, hate Scott Alexander? Uh, I don't. Today? Ha- I don't hate Scott Alexander. This is the thing. I've 
I, I haven't been a, uh, I wouldn't say a proponent. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I haven't lobbied for Scott Alexander <laughs> in any way. Yeah, right? I don't think anybody uh, has. I, no, 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 no. But I also haven't been the guy that's like, oh, I'm soured on him. Like, I, I was never that guy. I've never been like, a, oh, I'm down on him now. I just don't feel good about him. This spring has really gotten me to a point where I'm like, yep. I think I'm out on Scott Alexander. I think that the peripheral numbers before coming to L.A. were just so good to look at. There were so many different things about what he can do and keeping mm-hmm. the ball down in the zone and keeping the ball on the ground and keeping the ball on the ground with soft contact where I was very excited to have Scott Alexander come to the Dodgers. Something happened. Not sure what it was. Don't know who talked to him. Don't know what woman he saw. I don't know what happened in his off-season routine. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. He maybe you know, there's a couple couple food places in L.A. that you don't want to eat at, you know, with the C ratings, things yeah. like that. Some, yeah, I don't sure. know. Something went awry with Scott Alexander's life, and uh, I, I I'm ready to move on from him personally. I think that the Dodgers are probably pretty close to that, but. Uh, it sounds to me like they want to try the best that they can to make him crack this opening day roster. He's still a part of the 40-man roster, so the only way to not have him a part of that is obviously to DFA him or get him the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, Two years in a row, you thought, there's no way in hell they're going to tender this guy. And they did. And they kept doing it. Zero clue. I can't imagine him uh, cracking that opening day roster. He, he doesn't have options left, if I'm not mistaken. He does not. Uh, so he gone if they try to uh, um, outright him. That's just the way it's going to be. And, but, he, uh, and he does not look good. I mean, he he hasn't looked sharp <laughs> throughout the course of spring no. training. He's given up a lot of hard contact. Uh, he's not given up a lot of contact on the ground. But, I mean, his one saving grace, I think, is that he hasn't allowed home run yet. So I'm like, okay, well, thanks for that at least, man. Yeah. But, I mean, he's only through three, through three and two-thirds, and he's already given up a bunch of runs. He's not striking now out that, anybody. Now that you've officially talked crap about him, boom, Cy Young. That's, that's, that's I, it's out there into the atmosphere, into the universe, and now he will receive it. He will process it. He will DM me angrily, and then he will move on. I, I like this. Uh, El Carriza, right away, it says Alexander is just Brooks' next bully project. Yeah. But does it work if you talk about it? You guys let us know in the comments below. Um, we got we'll, some more. We'll, we'll find out what happens with him. We got some more stuff coming up. We got to talk about uh, Dodger Stadium. We could actually go back there at some point. We're also going to talk about our uh, going to talk about our favorite Dodger game moments and all that kind of stuff coming up. But first, we got to announce. Or not announced. Well, I guess it is announced. We're announcing our next giveaway with our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles. Yes, we are back with our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles. And this week, we are announcing that we are giving away this really sweet World Series autographed Cody Effin Bellinger baseball. A guy that we just said that we would not take over Corey Seager. Well, we'd take the ball. It's a pretty damn cool ball. It is autographed. It's a 2020 ball. So you know that's good. To enter to win, go ahead and visit us at uh, it's on Instagram at official Dodgers Nation. You're going to follow us there at official Dodgers Nation. You need to also be following our friends, Elite Sports Collectibles. That is at Elite SC One on Instagram. Unfortunately, uh, we keep he keeps losing his account. It's a whole thing. Instagram's kind of being rude, but the dude is just trying to have some fun and uh, you know give away some not give away, but raffle off auction off some some uh, some cool 
sports merch for your local LA fans. So we're going to announce the winner of that next week. You have a full week to be tagging friends in the comments on that. So check out the post. It'll give you all the details on it. Uh, once we do select the winner, you have 48 hours to uh, respond to our DM or else we're going to burn it. On fire. Yes. It's 2020 ball, too, so that means it's juiced. That's yes. the last of the juiced balls. It is. Rest in peace. Juice balls. Juiced balls. Although I think they... It's my rapper yeah. name. <laughs> Go to platinum. Uh, another, like, you're not shocked to hear it bit that has come out from Camelback Ranch this week. Clayton Kershaw was named opening day starter once again. Hit the button. Which one? The one that... Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that one, yeah. You're not a Kirsch opening day in Colorado kind of gal? No, I mean I mean it was just one of those things where it's like you know, we're talking about it, but it didn't really it wasn't really a conversation even. I think everyone kind of was like there's just too many things that line up for Kershaw to start opening day for it to not make sense. You know? Yeah. For me, I think it needs to line up so that Trevor Bauer starts the home opener. And I'll tell you why. Because. Right after this. No. <laughs> you got to return. Uh, Listen to this message. Yeah. He was not a part of the 2020 World Series team. So it does not take, make sense for him to take part in the ring ceremony for the 2020 team. Yeah. I can Therefore, see he will. He should just be in the bullpen doing his thing. And I think it just lines up that way. I think they're probably planning it out that way a little bit, which I think means if my if my scheduling is right, unless he wants to pitch every fourth day, which like he says, but I don't think that's realistic. Uh, I think that means he's probably going to start the third game in Colorado. Don't think he's. I think Bueller will probably end up starting the second game in Colorado. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that lines up for Bauer to start the home opener as well in LA against the Nationals that Friday. I think it just makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of things about it that make sense, but I think that to me is the most logical format that they're going to come up with. Obviously, Kershaw starting opening day. His ninth opening day, I believe his it is. Ninth and he, 11 opportunities. Yeah, he, conti- <laughs> he continues his franchise record. Uh, he probably should have had 11 by now, but, you know, the back keeps blowing up, et cetera. Things happen. No, I, I can agree with age. that. Like, I, I do think in this situation what how much that championship means to, to, uh, to the team, not only the team and the fans, but what it means to Clayton Kershaw and what it means for his teammates that Clayton Kershaw Got finally gets uh, gets that ring. As much as he would probably have no problem starting it, and would you know just absolutely shove because that's what Clayton Kershaw does on opening days at Dodger Stadium. You'd like the idea of giving him that opportunity, letting him soak it all in, letting him get uh, a standing ovation from the not one hundred but eleven thousand fans at Dodger Stadium. It's cool. I, I do like that idea. Um, you know, maybe maybe you, if they don't go Bueller or if they don't go uh, uh, Bauer, maybe they go David Price. But Price was kind maybe. of sort of a, a part of it. But I'll agree with you on that. I think they did think it out. Uh, they're never going to reveal that much unless they win again. But um, yeah, let Kershaw enjoy it and just hope that he doesn't get Coloradoed on opening day on April first. That tends to happen. People do tend to get Colorado in Colorado. I think that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, I wonder if they're going to find a way to skip Bueller in Colorado yeah. because that dude gets tanked in Colorado. That would be nice to not have him. Uh, you don't want to open. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to open the season with like you know giving up five runs in three innings. 
They just find a way to destroy Bueller in yeah. Colorado. I don't know what the exact stats are, but I'm pretty sure his ERA is hovering somewhere around six at at uh, Coors Field because, man, I swear every time I've seen him there, he's just gotten hammered. <sighs> you love to see it, but also you don't love to see it. Speaking but... of getting hammered at stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Yeah. Yes, you will be able to go to Dodger Stadium again in 2021. Celebrate good times, just like the ocean. I already did that one, right? What other parts of Smooth can I do that people will know? It's the only part of the song I know. 11,200 fans, I believe, is the official mark that can uh, enter Dodger Stadium for the home opener. A lot of details aren't 100% set yet, but um, chances are those tickets are going to be uh, for a lot of money, definitely. And uh, and and then there's going to be the secondary market, which is oh, going to be even boy. more. <sighs> secondary market's already going wild. The tickets aren't even available, but uh, you can get a loge box for, for two over two grand. Yeah, these are all people posting their hypothetical tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I yeah. don't know how they got away with it. Because you don't, don't even know where your happens. seat's going to be. There's a, I think there's a fee, by the way, if you don't have the ticket and you're trying to sell something. If you don't have it, StubHub going to bend you over. StubHub Respectfully. Yeah. What's what are the tickets going for? Now? I don't know. I don't. I, I this was. Something... I think I've seen a couple where they're like twenty five hundred bucks a ticket or twenty two hundred bucks yeah. a ticket or something like that. Our uh, our our friends over at Let's Be Frank Pod they they posted that this morning the, the shot of twenty two fifty. There it is. Two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for each one. for one ticket in and you have to buy them in twos loge box <laughs> uh, VIP one fifty nine. So um, there there's you can't even afford that with. With the the stimmy as the kids are calling it, even though it's it's economic relief, it's not stimulating the economy, guys. It's relieving you of economic downfall. Stimulates but, my economy. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> but they you know what I mean. You can't afford that, guys. You can't even uh, uh, afford that with the stimmy, as the kids say. I still want to go. I'm not gonna pay for it, but I still want to go. Make it real or forget about it, Clint. All right. I mean, I just, I just want to go. You know what I mean? <sighs> just want to be at the stadium for reals, for reals. So, we got some uh, insider sources here, but not exactly. And I will note that um, we do not. Uh, uh, these are not our opinions. These are not uh, our sources. Stimmy Nelson. <laughs> uh, this is this is not uh, anything that Dodgers Nation is reporting. This is us talking about what a a known season ticket holder, Dodgers season, Dodgers season ticket holder, has posted about um, what he's heard from an air quote source, an insider of his. Um, some of y'all might know Moneyball Steve. Particularly if you ever watched Dodger films back in the day, you know, one of the times, the many times that Bobby Crosby took advantage of people to get uh, money from them or to earn money off of them uh, online. Well, Steve posted a nice long thread. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble from that from all of his little simp kids that I think they're all like like in their 20s now. Which is all weird. very old adults. <laughs> but, um, you know, shout out that guy. Moneyball. Whew. He, he, dropped a, uh, he dropped a novel. Here's some of the highlights on the screen. 
uh, again from from Moneyball. This is from a source. You know, some of these things do check out. And and again, we're not. I'm not trying to set up this guy to to be uh, some fall guy or whatever. I'm just interested in talking about these, and we could all talk it out together and uh, see where we're at. But fan, fan attendance, as we know, will be limited likely until after the All Star break. The state and the city will continue to dictate when. The uh, the attendance can expand, which makes sense. Right. Uh, it's going to be all based on COVID numbers, vaccine progress, which hopefully we continue to do well with. Um, we're probably going to see a lot of the the advertising banners in the pavilion again because mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. They need to make up for all that lost time last season. Fans will not, uh, most likely, not be allowed in for batting practice. Season ticket holders are going to be given priority, and there's likely going to be pod seating. You wouldn't be surprised to see that. Uh, right. Interesting one. Food uh, will be ordered from your seat online, or it's probably like an app or something like that. Uh, it seems like the ballpark will phase toward being cashless, including parking. You can only leave your seat to use the restroom, which is going to be uh, interesting to police. You're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to leave. <laughs> so that's uh, that's fun, because they're trying to avoid people congregating. So that's why the new Centerfield Plaza that they spent $100 million on last year, we still can't officially maybe technically see it. It sucks. We can't go to any of the bars. No smoking, which is good. I think uh, smoking at Dodger Stadium is awful. No backpacks, which sucks because I like bringing in backpacks because it's a lot cheaper. You know, you got to have a backpack, Mitchie. But backpack, what's your take Mitchie. on that? Uh, I think a lot of these things check out Then you're looking at this list. I mean, honestly... I, you know, if you're talking about in terms of just sources, like just in general, you look at a lot of these things and you're like, it's kind of just logic. Like mm-hmm. It's kind of just a bunch of things that you can just gather up on your own. So yeah. in terms of what we're bringing to you guys, that's probably all pretty realistic stuff. You yeah. know, we'll let you decide whether or not you think that's realistic or not. But to me, that seems like basic human and like basic reaction to this sort of thing if you're going to allow fans into the stands i think the biggest thing to me is the uh the food ordering process that's yeah. something that's being done across other sports right now they do mm-hmm. that in the nhl they're doing that and they were doing that in the nfl when the season was going on they they are doing it in the nba for the select places that actually have fans right now still um have you ever used the in stadium app when you're in the good seats to order food no, I'm not a monster. Okay, yeah. Well, I've only been I've only been able to sit there one time. Those, oh, is that when you brought me that seats. meat? I think you brought me random brought meat. meat. Yeah. yeah, it was very nice of him. Him and Mrs. <sighs> me three brought brought me a box of meat. It was beautiful. It was great. It was like some sort of steak or something like that. But you can sit in your seat, use the stadium app, and you can order from your seat. And that was that's they just bring it to you. It just shows up, and they're like, "Hey, here's your food," and they throw it at you, and they flip you off and leave. <laughs> um, so I think it's going to be something like that. Which, on one hand, you know. I like walking around, and that's going to suck not yes. to be able to do that. But I understand it completely, totally get it, because people are. If you don't tell people how to, if you give people an inch, they're going to take a mile. That's yeah. that's the whole point of it yeah. all. But you know, I like the concept of just sitting there and uh, uh, people bringing me the things that I ask for. Can Boy. you go to the bathroom for me? Uh, so I think that's going to be cool. I think it also, you know, I obviously don't know anything about the inner workings of the stadium or anything like that, but it sounds like it provides a lot of jobs for people, which is always good. Um, obviously, I don't know the whole, all the details of that, though, so I can't really speak to that. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at these rules, thank you for taking out the smoking. That would be good. I yes. appreciate that, especially as a left-field pavilion man where the smoke tends to <laughs> drift back into, and you can smell it because the, that's where the smoking section from is. The, yeah, the little smoking cage they have uh, behind center field yeah. or had behind center field, which is now a beautiful plaza that apparently we can't hang out in. Uh, yeah, that's the sucky part. I mean, I'm a dude, when I get to the game, I want to sit in my seat. I want to take in the ball game. Um, I'm not as much of a freak that that does the the box score, but also I don't Ugh. like missing any of the action because you know whatever. So I avoid getting up and insert lazy fat guy joke. But I avoid getting ah. up and doing all all the other you know. I don't pee. I don't I don't I don't concession. 
unless it's dollar hot dog night, then I'm all for it. But I I, I do uh, hate the idea that we can't go do it. Because it is nice being able to be, oh, you know, especially now in you have so many, you know, Twitter people you know, friends you know from the internet or whatever the hell it may be. Yeah, he hates all of you technically, but uh, you know, that was a cool thing being able to meet up and be like, oh yeah, let's let's meet up and grab a beer, you know, behind uh, behind home plate or whatever the hell it is, and and watch um, from not our seats. Well, you can't do that. Probably won't ever be able to do that this season, but uh, that's where I guess. Silver lining, uh, Dodger Stadium is going to be open. That's going to be cool. Uh, hopefully, things start to kind of calm down. You can get cheap seats on. Uh, well, don't go on a Monday because that's when our show is. So that would be rude. Don't go on a Monday. Yeah, I'll be there on a Monday. Kevin Dodgers uh, <laughs> says, "Screw Brooke." Yeah, yeah. screw that guy. Thank you, Mister Kevin Brooke. Dodgers. Get a- We appreciate you. Um, I'm just looking forward to going to games again, man. I probably won't get to go till after the All Star break. I would probably. Well, Guess. we'll see. I mean, we might have to actually go for work, but we might have to go depending oh, on if no. they allow us to. Shucks, I hate it when that happens. Ah, and then those those seats will be away from everybody. Who picked these nice jobs for us? Idiots. Uh, all right, final thing, Hillary, start paying attention, <laughs> guys. We want to know, and this is this is all for you, the viewer. We want to know, uh, plus us, because we're going to participate first. What is your favorite Dodger game you've ever been to? Whether or I should say, in person? what's your favorite Dodger game ever? Let's let's do we want now? I want I don't want to stick it to uh, uh, just Dodger Stadium, but whether you were there or not, what is your all time favorite Dodger game that you've seen at least with your eye holes? Seen at least with my eye holes. Yes. Oh, you're asking me personally. And let's, let's non playoffs. I don't know. Don't just get very specific with everything. <laughs> well, because you could either go. Some people are going to go Gibby. A lot of people are going to go Game Six now. I didn't see that one with eh. my own eyes. The Gibby one. Huh? I didn't see Gibby with my I own eyes. I know because you were dead. I saw it later. You were undead. Saw, you were pre dead. I saw the rerun. <laughs> very proud of you. Yeah, thank you for that. I, there's a lot of good. I mean, I was. I've brought this up several times. I was one of one of at one of Puig's first games. Uh-huh. Very fun game, electric. That was the first time you really felt like the Dodgers were alive in a long time. Uh, that was the very first time where I felt like the Dodgers might actually be good for once. When he uh, kind of showed up and made that run with them deep into the summer, and they ended up winning. It was really fun. I mean, that was a really fun time for me. A lot, actually, surprisingly, a lot of my games that I really enjoyed had Puig in them. So I can but do I can do you five worse. I was uh-huh. at Tony Abreu's debut. That's right. Shout out Tony yeah, Abreu, yeah, Tony. like 2006. What up? That's not that's not my favorite game. I just wanted to. You just like that one. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. But I also got to go to game two of the World Series in 2017. So, isn't that the one that Kenley lost? He lost it. But man, I have never been it's at a, a more electric game in my at, to this day. I mean, it hasn't been that long. It's only been like four years. But to this day, I have not been to a more electric game or atmosphere in my entire yeah. life. There was so much excitement. That was the day that uh, I believe uh, Vin came out with uh, Fernando. I think uh, to throw out the first yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah. When he's Probably, like, I need a lefty. Say, yeah. And then he called out Fernando. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds very much like Vin. A lot of great answers here. We got some Vin's last game. Deborah was there. We know Gail was at Vin's last game. Or I think we know Gail was at Vin's last game. Colby Walkoff. That's killer. One of my favorite ever watched on TV was the the Vin or the Vin, the Steve Finley uh, Walkoff Grand Slam because that was just such an awesome game. The buildup of that final inning. They're doing it against the Giants. It's fantastic. One of the best. Um, I mean, there's a few. I've been to some some really great games. I was at JT's uh, you know, Walkoff. Twenty nine years of the day from Gibby. <sighs> 
you can't you can't describe that kind of environment. But you know, I mean, they were chasing. It was you're down a run. You 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 need that or whatever. I forgot the the game situation, but it's a walk off. So the one they won it in the ninth inning, and uh, that was a killer game. Another one of my favorites was uh, the the Matt Holiday game. Where he got he got tatered in the oh, nuts yeah, yeah. <laughs> off of I think it was Mark Loretta, or, or if it wasn't Loretta, it was James Loney. Just beautiful moment. And I I was I was in top deck. I watched none of it because I, I had my head. We were going to lose. I had my head my head down in my hands, and and I kept hearing things happen. So I was like, okay, I need to keep doing this. I can't watch the game. <laughs> Because you know that's a yeah, thing. That's a rule. Yeah, that's a yeah. thing. If you're have, doing something, I have stood in the bullpen area or uh, in the bar bullpen area for three hours in extra innings because it was working. So I just stood up there. <laughs> I did. I did the same thing actually for the Finley walk off. I, I I had a chair in an awkward spot in my house facing the TV, and I had the same routine with my hands. I still do the hands routine. I still do hand stuff at the hand ballpark. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find me. Uh, you could you could postmate me at the ballpark. <laughs> he can't come to the concessions anymore. Uh, but getting into a few of the comments here, uh, Jose Rod does confirm, yes, Loretta, number five, uh, underrated Dodger that year, <laughs> sailed under says potato nuts. Junior Martin, <laughs> or Martin Jr., uh, says uh, Tatis's two grand slams in one inning. That is a cool game to be at, for sure. Henry was at game 163 in 2018. I was also at that game. That game was incredible. That was when Bueller uh, pitched against the Rockies. Remember that? Oh, 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 wait. 163, but. Oh, okay. I was looking at something. I saw Game Three of of the World Series in eighteen. I was like, "Wasn't that like the nine thousand hour game?" It's not a fun game. I was drunk at a bar when that happened. Same. Shout out to that one bar that tried to kick us out. I was in a Padres bar. Oof, oof. We tried to fight everyone. <laughs> All of them. I say a loner was at the uh, Milton Bradley tantrum game. You remember that one? The Tony I mean, ACL game? <laughs> different different one. Different one. <laughs> no, he, somebody threw a bottle at him, which is oh, a dick move. Yeah. But then he threw it back in, ripped off his jersey, ripped uh, threw balls out on the field. Good times. Nice kid. I like Milton Bradley. He's kind of not a nice kid. Is he but okay? He's better. Is, is he... I have since caught up with him. He says his life is much better than it was then. He's. I think he started doing things to him. He was just really himself. mad about being named after a gaming company. He was just not not satisfied with that. It always confused me when I was a kid. Juice Nero saying uh, the Chase Utley slide into Ruben Tejada's leg. It was a really good game. Oh, that was a piece leg. That was that was a that was a game changer. Chris El Cariza, Lima time game was that game three of the O four playoffs. Rest in peace. That was also, if I'm not mistaken, Sean Green hit three home runs in that game or in that series. I forgot how it was, but Greeny and Lima, the, the guys who got us our first win, first postseason win since uh, 1988, and the uh, the the Hershiser clincher there and all that. So that's a hell of a game to uh, to be there. Roach was at the uh, <laughs> was at the one the the one that Billingsley won against uh, Jared Weaver, the um, the 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 no hitter loss for the Angels. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Billingsley, I think it was Billingsley at least. He was dealing, and I think it was Weaver, if not. But it was against the Angels. Great, great minute or great game. Eight no hit innings and lost. On We've a, all uh, been there. I mean, on a wild pitch, you can throw a, a nine inning no hit uh, game and still lose. Just ask Rich Hill. 
bless up and rest up. He threw up. a no-hitter. That's he a no-hitter. He did. He absolutely did. That's a no-hitter. A lot of love for Puig early on here. We got Kelly Piper saying, love, love, love Puig as I catch back up. Uh, Dagger says Kershaw's backhand catch where everybody shouted MVP. Wait, the the one between the legs? No, that was uh, – he did one between around. the legs too. Yeah. Does, as oh, did. the, the – re- Yeah, I think that's what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, you've seen a few a few crazy uh, Kershaw plays. I was also at – as I, I guess his name dropping. I was at uh, Alex Cora. Boo. Oh, wait. Alex Cora's 18-pitch home run game. That was fun against uh, – I think it was Matt Clement in the uh, in the, the the Shy Sox. That was, that was fun. Chicago. That was a good time. Yeah. That's about I guess that's about all I got. Jesus went to all four home games for the twenty seventeen World Series for free. Can we be friends? I think his name's Jesus, but Jesus, Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus <laughs> You know, instead of doing smooth take take us to the outro. Jesus He's our friend. See, you don't need music for that one. <laughs> Took me by the head. I said, take us to the outro. Let's see, it's 8.04, guys, so we need to get out of here, boys. I was going to keep going. No, that's all right. <laughs> can we get out of here, guys? Guys, you can find us on the internet. We're at DodgerNation.com. Be sure to subscribe to this wonderful podcast. Get entertainment such as that guy doing stuff like that. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, so many more. All the places that you get your podcast for free. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. Make sure you hit that notification bell. You'll get to see Doug, uh, which is better than seeing our faces. Another day, another Doug. Another Doug. Guys, I am at BrookMe3. This guy is uh, the karaoke machine on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at official Dodger Nation on Instagram if you want to check us out. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for being here every single week, just like we are. We work hard. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next week. That close to opening day. Let's go. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home. 